Welcome to Faith, Love, and Therapy, a podcast to encourage and inspire. I'm Jamie Johnson, your host. I'm a clinical therapist in the field of mental health for the last 10 years. I know that this podcast will be God-led and God-inspired, and I thank you for joining me for another episode as we peel back the layers of mental health from a faith perspective. If you'd like to reach me, you can uh, email me at faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. Again, that's faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. And you can email questions or suggestions. Um, and I do check the email. So faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. So I thank you for coming back for another episode of this podcast. And I just want to be honest about kind of where things have been recently. Um, in the past couple of weeks, I have been exhausted and I have been exhausted as a therapist, um, as just a black woman. I have been um, mentally and emotionally fatigued and I've found myself having to take time um, time off. I took a few days off to just kind of rest and think and rest some more. Um, and I realized how drained I've been. Um, and many of you can probably relate. It's just so much going on um, in the world right now. And I found myself um, having to take just moments of real solitude. Um, even when I got back, um, I realized I've been kind of sitting in my office on my lunch break and taking a moment um, of just prayer. And just this week, I remember quietly kind of saying, God, I'm I'm tired of what is happening um, in the world. I'm tired of kind of things being repeated and seeing this and how people of color are being treated. And so it's been heavy on my heart. And I, and I take those things to God in a way that, um, is, is respectful because I always honor who God is, but that's transparent and it's true because it's heavy and it's, and it's frustrating. And as a therapist, just this week alone, I've had to hold space for many individuals who are carrying the same stress and the same weight and the same pain, um, in, in many different ways, you know, they're, they're, the clients that I've met with are coming in with their own personal trauma, but then on, on top of that, the things that we're dealing with in our current world, um, are just another layer of pain that we're trying to move through and trying to operate without losing hope or without giving up. And so to say it's been a difficult week would be putting it lightly. It's been heavy. And I, and I think most of us can say that it's been heavy, especially for those for, for black people, um, and then also for those who just value human life, um, it's been difficult. So I will say that, you know, I've attempted to guard my ears and guard my eyes. You know, the Bible warns us of our ear gates and our eye, our eye gates, sorry, because our heart, um, our heart takes in the things that we see and the things that we hear and out of it flows, you know, the issues that we have. So we'll begin to speak the things that are um, hurting us. And we'll, if we're not careful, we begin to speak those things in a way that is damaging, not only to ourselves, but to other people. And so I've had to take some moments, some moments of silence, um, some moments to set boundaries. Um, I've had some conversations or some messaging with individuals that we disagree on just how to talk about certain things. And while I don't mean anyone, any harm or any hurt, but boundaries are necessary in a time where you're, where you know that you're struggling, um, to find peace. And so I encourage all of you that are listening or that are watching on YouTube to find time 
to quiet yourselves in order to really just sit with what you're feeling and deal with the things that are affecting our heart. Um, the media replays painful and traumatic events, you know, with the, the desire to keep us informed. That is what they say to keep us informed. But we also have to filter that because we know what's happening. You know, we're seeing it. It's just being recorded now. And so there's, there's a struggle with being able to separate. We don't want to bury our head in the sand, but we also don't want to consume uh, the amount of trauma and pain over and over and over again because it places us in a position of having a hard time recovering from what we're seeing and what we're experiencing. And so the world um, seems to be displaying trauma at a, a rate that is not uh, beneficial to us. It's not beneficial to anyone. And when I'm talking, please understand that I'm not just talking to black people. I'm talking to all people because we all have, we all are struggling. And in order for things to get better or for us to heal, it requires the love and the support of everyone. And so, um, you know, even with this Chauvin trial, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, I always butcher it, but um, in many trials that are just like this, it presses upon our mind um, and it press, presses upon the mind of black people and invalidates so many things. And so um, if you value human life, it probably is pressing on your mind as well and on your heart. And I believe that there are markings that will undoubtedly change us and change our generation. And so we have, we have to take on a, a very intentional process of moving through our feelings and beginning to heal. Um, and I don't know that that will, that that's not going to happen today or tomorrow. I'm not saying healing in the sense of like, we're just going to wipe this away and we're going to be all good. Um, but being intentional every day about doing things and about taking time to work through something that we're feeling. Cause there, I mean, there's anger, there's pain, there's sadness. There's the, the feelings that are, you know, are, are layered up year after year after year after year. It, it's heavy. It's, it's incredibly heavy. And so, you know, we begin to say, well, how can we, how can we feel um, encouraged? How can we feel uh, or have faith or have hope? And those are things that I ask myself, you know, how, how do we stay, how do we remain hopeful when things look so damaged? Um, and so I, I continue to sit with God and to, to read and to, you know, process my own thoughts. And when you think about the biblical meaning of the word restoration, which is what we've, what I've been talking about for the last um, week or so, biblical restoration is to receive back more than what has been lost to the point where the final state is greater than the original condition. So the main point of restoration is that someone or something is improved beyond measure. And so I've been talking about this and then I've been seeing the world and I'm thinking, well, Lord, I know it's your desire to restore and restoration is beyond what we see. It's better than we could even imagine. And so how do I continue to encourage and inspire others to continue to provide services on a daily basis um, 
to give hope and to help other people process their pain when what we see does not line up with what I'm saying. And God always brings me back to the issue of faith. And I think he's been teaching me that since I was a little girl. But that issue of faith is about believing in what we don't see. It's about trusting that he is operating when we can't see that he's operating. When the world is on fire, um, do we believe that he is covering us and protecting us and, and not allowing us to burn? And um, that word belief is incredibly empower, incredibly powerful because, you know, even when we talk about salvation, it says he that believes on his name confesses he shall be saved. And I'm paraphrasing. I know someone's going to say that, but I'm paraphrasing. But that word belief is what God requires from us. And so being able to believe that it's going to be better, and I don't mean better in, in a glamorous way, I mean better in that we'll recover and we'll be restored to something greater, is necessary. It's necessary in order to continue each day. Um, it's necessary to believe that there is something greater for each of us on the other side of this. And no, that doesn't mean we sit and forget those that have lost their lives, but we use that as fuel, because we know that that has to propel us forward in this journey of trusting and of fighting for something that is what that is greater than what we see. And so when I think about um, God restoring us to something better, something beyond measure, something beyond we, w w whatever we can even conceive, you know, in, in Isaiah, um, I believe the first chapter of Isaiah, he, we kind of look at, he looks at restoration or we see restoration in a couple of different ways. And um, in Isaiah 25, it's an example of Isaiah 1, 25, God restores through a gracious intervention, something we don't deserve. There is a moment in our life where there is an intervention that can only be explained by God. He does something. He turns something around in a way that can't be explained by our own strength and our own power, but it's what God does. And, and so he takes, he takes a moment where we feel like we're drowning in some way he sends, he sends rescue. He sends, um, he sends relief. And so, and it's gracious. It's not something that we deserved. It's not something we could be in a moment of complete and utter chaos, but he will graciously, because he loves us that much, intervene in a man, in a manner to pull us, uh, from the place that we are and bring us to a place that's greater than anything that we've ever imagined. Um, there's also the ability to be restored where he uses, I would say, really great leadership. So the gift of godly leadership um, in Isaiah 21 and 26, where be, being able to have a godly leader, someone who is going to lead us in a direction that is, um, that is kingdom rather than just our feelings, rather than just our anger. Um, that's an opportunity that God uses to help bring us to a place that we haven't been before. Um, I thank God for the leadership at my church, Morningstar Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, Dr. Eugene Austin and Dr. Valencia um, Austin are our leaders there. And they are God, that's godly leadership where they're bringing us from a place that we were 
and helping us to grow. And, and that's because God has given them the gift to do that. And so being blessed with godly leadership, that lets us know that God desires to bring us higher, to restore us to a place that we've never been, to bring us into a place of healing and wholeness that we haven't been before. Um, there's also just understanding that the Redeemer desires to restore his children. He, he redeemed us from sin. Um, and then when we are in a repentant place, he allows us to, he can hear our hearts. Um, and so when we're going through all of the things that we're going through in this world, God has given us without, not something that we've earned because we, we've earned nothing, but he's given us um, these gifts and he desires for us to come to a place of healing. And so my, my desire um, for those of you that are listening, for all of us, is that we get to a mindset where we truly believe that something can change, where, where our belief is greater than what we see, where our faith is greater than what we see. And that's hard, that's hard to manage because there are moments, you know, there are moments just this past week where my level of anger and irritability, I mean, was on a 10. Um, and I really had to, I really had to sit with that because what is the goal? What is, what is my goal? All of us have an individual calling and purpose and being able to know that is important. Um, my calling isn't necessarily to have arguments but with people, but my calling is to encourage. And when I get in moments of frustration or arguments and I realize, okay, I got to pull back because my anger, I'm leading with something that I don't normally lead with. Now, I'm not going to deny my anger. Trust that. I think it's a, an emotion that God has given us that is is healthy. We can be angry and not sin. We can be angry and not, you know, cuss people out. Um, sometimes we cuss people out, you know, life happens, but, um, getting to that place where we are really trusting that God is going to do something after this, you know, our hearts are so heavy with, with, it seems like thing after thing, after thing, after thing. And that tends to be life. I mean, even, even with, you know, the passing of, uh, DMX and, um, how people are having discussions about who he is or who he was um because there's a connection there's a connection with faith and with just being authentic and right now we are in such a space that authenticity faith and believing that god is doing great things will do great things and will restore us is paramount like it's what we have to hold on to in order to really survive in order to do something beyond, do something greater and do something with what we've been given. So my encouragement for moving forward as we, you know, move through this season of challenge, um, because I think it's Monday that we might get the, um, the results of the trial. I think that's what they're talking about on Monday and they've increased the the legal or not the legal presence, but the police presence. And so there's, there's just a lot that people are anticipating, um, anticipating a lot more anger and rebuttal and protesting and just so many things. Um, but my desire is that in our moments of anger, in our moments of demanding, um, choice and freedom and equality, because I don't think any of those things should stop. Uh, we remember 
we remember that there is something greater. We remember that this is not the end. We remember that there's, there is a place of restoration. There's a place of healing. Um, and it starts in our mind. It starts with the perspective that we have. It starts with being able to feel, being able to believe, I'm sorry, being able to believe that there is um, something else, being able to believe that this will change, that this too shall pass, even though that can be so cliche, but it's truth. This, this always passes. Something always passes. Um, and so being able to have perspective that it's possible. When we talk about people coming into therapy, the people that do the best, the clients that are more successful are able to change their perspective first and realize that there is something that can be done, that there is something better on the other side of this trauma. There's something better on the other side of this pain. And, and for those who excel and I, and I use it kind of lightly, but those who go on in therapy, um, and really begin to, to help their families to begin healing are those that trust that there was purpose in their pain, that from their pain, they recognized a purpose, not to say that their purpose was, was something good, or I'm sorry, that their pain was something good, but there was purpose. It taught them something. It showed them something about themselves. It helped them to clear out something that was, that was generational, whether it was generational sin or generational trauma. It there was purpose in the pain that they went through. And so the perspective, being able to have perspective is one of the most powerful things we could have. Being able to have a perspective that, um, that, that we see the potential in who we can become when we allow our pain, when we allow the purpose in our pain to be clear and to be um, a compass, so to speak. So there are, there's faith, there's belief, there is hope, there's perspective. Um, and all of these things, if we use them in a manner that will allow us to create change in ourselves and then utterly in, in as subsequently create change in the people that we love. So this week I encourage us all to have a different perspective, to really sit with God and really allow him to talk to us about what we're feeling and what we need to do moving forward. For those that are in, um, right there in Minneapolis, um, my prayers are for those that are, that are about to hear whatever's coming forth on Monday and that we respond in a way that allows us to move beyond this moment, um, that we respond in a way that allows the generations beyond, beyond us to have hope and to have healing. And I don't know if this makes sense right now, but I, that is my prayer. Um, so this podcast was a little different cause I guess my emotions are a little different today. Um, but I hope that you receive something and understanding that there is restoration beyond this. There is healing beyond this. And God has a desire to do something greater in us. If we, are able to see and trust and have faith in him. So I thank you for joining me for another episode of Faith, Love, and Therapy. Have a great day.